That was Butterfly by Sarah Levins. You're here with The Hoist on Sin with Sandy, where Harry, Veronica and Jack have kindly passed the mic over to myself and Jerome Blase. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, he's in the studio for the first time ever. Yeah. Chatting about his stunning new single, Waking Up, and his very exciting collaborative show, Song Cycles, mm. this Wednesday at the Gasso Upstairs. Hey, Jerome. Hey, how are you going? <laughs> I'm great. It is, I already said this, it's so nice to be looking at your face yeah. in person in real time while chatting. Totally. Obviously, um, if you missed it last year, Jerome jumped on the hoist over Zoom for mm. a chat about his album, Giver. Yeah. Um, today, we are talking about the very exciting new release, Waking Up. Yeah. And I think in many ways, this is kind of a first because it's the first taste of your double A-side release, Dawn. Mm. It's also the first new music you've put out since Giver was released mm. last year. Yeah. And it's the first song that you've released that you didn't make at uni. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that was that was a big one for me, actually, because I think the, the deadlines of just having to make music for assignments was um, always like, yeah, always a great motivator to finish music and mm. I think I didn't anticipate the, uh, yeah the, just the block of not having that post uni um, so yeah it just feels like a a big personal achievement for that reason and kind of has shown myself that it, like I can do it <laughs> mm. um, yeah it's hard. finishing music's hard there's a lot of stages to it yeah, talk a little bit about your approach this time mm. and how you feel like your music might have grown or your approach to creating music grew um, mm. since the last music that we heard from you. Yeah, so um, Giver, I think my album from last year was very very much like a solo endeavour in a lot of ways. Like there are there are a lot of musicians on that in the end, but in terms of the writing of it, it was very... Um, kind of solitary in a lot of ways and quite introspective. Mm. Um, and I feel like on the whole, a lot of the newer music I've been making, I've been, it's both just been naturally happening and I've been kind of wanting it to happen as well. Um, it feels much more external. Um, and that feels like kind of a pattern that actually I've been seeing is like making internal music and then getting sick of that and then making more external music um but to be more specific like really just more collaborative um this new music particularly in terms of the writing of the song so in giver where i'd like make a song and then get people to come in at the end of the process um with waking up for example um, my friends Pete Longhurst and Harry Birch, who Pete's a drummer and Harry's a bassist, mm. um, I kind of had the initial sample thing that you hear at the beginning of the track, um, and we just did a day. I just did a day with Pete and Harry, um, where we just kind of jammed over various ideas and like textures and stuff and. That was, yeah, that was what we came up with for Waking Up and that's kind of where it, that sort of like activated the track, hearing them play mm. on what was just previously kind of like a random like soundscape thing. Um, and then that evoked all these kind of melody ideas in me. So it was much more like 
the actual growth of the song involved more people um, than Sarah. It was Sarah Levins, who we just heard, um, was a big part of kind of the vocal part in that um, and helping me sing that in a way, in the way that I wanted to. So, mm. yeah, generally, like, collaboration is has been a big part of the new music that, yeah, maybe hasn't been as big in the past. Yeah, mm. it's really cool the way that you've brought your community into this song. Mm. And in the spirit of that, um, as you said, we played Butterfly by Sarah Levins. And we're also going to play a track by Hannah McKittrick, Big Plan, towards yeah. the end of this chat. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will hear Waking Up in the Middle, don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk a little bit about Sarah Levins and the track that we heard, Butterfly, because you also produced on that. And as you said, she also features in Waking Up. So yeah. It all intertwines really nicely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Sarah is also my partner. Um, and yeah, I've been producing her music for a while. It's a obviously a very natural process because um, we kind of live together. So <laughs> it makes things easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Butterfly is part of an EP that she's going to be putting out later this year. Um, and she's just, she's just an amazing songwriter. She's just like so good. It's interesting, actually. I've this only, I only just thought of this, but Waking Up and Butterfly are similar in some ways in that they sort of built with the more people that um, came and played onto it, played in it. Um, but it was a, a collaborative thing as well. So mm. you can hear in Butterfly, like by the end, there's like group vocals and saxophone and strings and drums. Actually, Pete, who played drums on my track, played on Sarah's track as well. Um, but yeah, it becomes this very layered thing. But it's like, I love this idea of like layering texture, different textures has always been a big part of what I do. Mm. But the idea of like layering different people um, and a person is like a musical texture. Mm. Um, I I think that's a cool idea to think about and has like a very immediate like practical or like musical outcome like this person playing strings on the track is going to sound like a different texture to another person playing strings on the track so um yeah I feel like you can really hear that collaging of people in both tracks Sarah's track and waking up yeah um but yeah Butterfly's banger. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. As well with Waking Up, there are so many layers that come through. Mm. Um, this song feels like it's imbued with like sunlight and there's the bird song. Mm. And then, yeah, all of these natural layers that come through with the many different instruments and the many different people involved. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it feels like the song itself kind of wakes up. As it yeah, goes along, like, totally. In the way that it builds. Yeah, yeah. There's this, I think a, it, it's a drum beat that comes in about a minute into mm. the song and it almost emulates a heartbeat. Yeah, 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 true, true. I, yeah. I don't think that was intentional, but I think I did kind of realise that after the fact. Yeah. Um, I was actually, it's a very specific like part of the song, but I was actually... <laughs> The reason I did that was I was playing this an earlier, slightly earlier version of the song to, um, I don't know if you know Nick Ward yeah. and Chris Lanzen as yes. well. Um, and 
yeah, I was playing it to them. Uh, I think their their music is a bit more pop than mine in some ways, but they're also experimental in other ways. So I don't want to generalize that. But I think they've got. I, I'm not saying pop is a negative thing because I don't think pop should ever be <laughs> used as a negative thing. Um, but I think they've just got a good ear for like what works mm. and what doesn't. Um, and sometimes I might push too hard on what doesn't work um, sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I was playing it to them and I noticed that they were like nodding their heads, but they couldn't quite find the pulse in that mm. initial bit. And yeah, it felt washy, which was nice initially, but it kind of stayed washy for too long. So just putting like a little kick drum in just... Yeah, once I showed them, once the kick drum was in, it felt like they could lat- there was something more to latch on to mm. the grounding the track. Yeah, anyway. grounding is exactly yeah. the... You just pulled the word out of my mouth. I was mm. thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we talked about Giver, you did actually mention that a core theme was waking up to reality, mm. which is interesting. Now we have waking up. Do you feel like there is any thread through those? Are they related at all? Or is it just something that you're fascinated with generally as an idea? Um, I think that's, a, that's such a good question. I think, um, I think over time I sort of realise a lot of my music is about the same thing, in, but just different ways of coming at like a fairly general idea but yeah this idea of like opening opening up to the outside Mm. whatever the the outside might mean like opening up to other people um kind of a more open frame of mind um yeah it's fairly general but uh something that jumped to mind with what you said about giver is i think like giver feels like felt like the journey towards that mm. and now maybe this is more like doing that mm. doing the like ac- actually being open and letting people into my music yeah um like practically letting people into my music and um yeah whereas giver is like sort of solitary um but gradually kind of opening up now we're at the open phase perhaps I don't know perhaps yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, there's there's definitely something there in in Mm. that that's that's true yeah Yeah. I like that idea of there being a journey that you've gone on there that we can actually witness yeah 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 I think now is a great time to actually have a listen to Mm. waking up yeah yeah. Um, and we're going to come back and chat a bit more about the song and also your show coming up on Wednesday, which is super exciting. But stay tuned for all of that. You are listening to The Hoist on Sin with Sandy and Jerome. We'll be back in a sec. Don't go anywhere. Waking up by Jerome Blase right there. You're listening to The Hoist with Sandy and I'm back with Jerome to continue our chat. Mm -hmm. Welcome back. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to mention the visuals that accompany Waking Up. They are so, so gorgeous, and I love the way that there's this feeling that's created where it's almost as if um, the song was made in one intense jam session Mm. from, like, dawn to dusk. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It starts, obviously, with the light streaming in through the window, and then Mm. by the end, it's dark outside. Yeah, yeah. 
But also for anyone who hasn't seen it, it starts with you sitting alone and then one by one these friends and collaborators on the song come in yeah. and the music that they bring to it as well, they kind of all layer and build as yeah. these people enter the room. Yeah, which I guess that's the the thing that I was talking about before, like um, layering different people. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it just came to mind as like, I've been trying to, with when it comes to music videos and just video stuff accompanying my music, I've been trying to just like go with the first thing that I think of um, because that I think is generally the most uh, natural. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's room to overthink things as well at some point when videos get more intense. But um, yeah, I I think it was just a really nice like direct visual metaphor for how the song unfolds and also helps draw attention to... Um, the musical elements that come in at certain points that I wanted to draw attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when James Tobotten, the violinist, walks in is when the strings come in, obviously, and that was a moment that I really like in the track, and I'm like, okay, if you're shown a violinist playing at that point, that's going to draw your ear to that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and also drawing attention to the the feeling of that I wanted to um, create in certain sections. So towards the end of the track, like obviously kind of the groove kicks in and it becomes a bit more funky almost. Mm. Um, And I guess there's so many layers that that just directly musically might not come across on a first listen, but if it was accompanied with a visual of us like grooving along, Mm. then (laughs) like... I think that just like makes that connection, just enhances it. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with how this video turned out. It's um, it's my favourite so far. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful and warm. And mm. as you said, it enhances this idea of like community and collaboration. Mm. Yeah. And then you've also, so you have a show coming up on Wednesday, which is also very collaborative yeah. and exciting. I don't think I've been to a show like this before. Yeah. Where did this talk? Okay, tell us a little bit about it and why did you decide to do it this way? Yeah, so I I did a similar show at the end of last year with um, my friend, with Sarah Levins um, and Ivy Jane Brown as well, who sung a lot on Giver and has an amazing music project of her own. And then my friend Oliver Beard, who is a mutual friend as well. And. Um, yeah, Sarah lives with Ollie, and anyway, there's lots of lots of connections. <laughs> the web, the, the web, web the web. Yeah, <laughs> I won't break down the web too. Much. Um, but yeah, we we did this sort of like song share idea, which is something we'd sort of talked about for a while. Um, but yeah, we we kind of made it happen at the end of last year, and it it just worked out really well. Um, we sort of each played kind of four of our own songs and we'd kind of like maybe one person would sing a verse on that song that they don't usually in the recording Mm. or um, we'd all do backing vocals on someone's song or we kind of do renditions of each other's songs that, yeah, that are kind of different to the recordings. Um, 
so yeah, I I really loved that, and I met Hannah McKittrick at a a gig last year, at the end of last year. Um, I was supporting Nairi, mm-hmm. um, and I also play in her band. In um, but yeah, we did a Melbourne show last year, and I asked Hannah. I just DM'd Hannah to <laughs> to jump up for a song. Um, and she was so down and the loveliest person ever. I met her for the first time the night we sung together. That's so crazy um, that you were like, hey, come and do this with me. Yeah. You've never met before. Yeah. You didn't even know if you, we would like, you'd work well together or anything. Yeah, and I was doing a solo set as well, which was kind of intimidating for me because, yeah. I mean, as we've talked about, my music relies on a lot of layers. Um so I just, yeah, I just thought, like, just having someone else to, at least to do one song with will kind of help um, help me kind of realise the sort of music that I want to make. Mm. Um, yeah, I since went on to support her Sydney show. Um, Sarah supported Ruby Gill's Sydney show, who's also involved in the gig um, in Melbourne. And so we kind of... We're gradually, like, um, making ties with various people over here. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I just thought it would be a nice opportunity to kind of, like, yeah, bring everyone together. We all have similar influences, but all are also making slightly different music. Mm. Um, So, yeah, just kind of connecting the dots between what we're all doing um, in one night I thought would be really cool thing and then you know maybe fans of Ruby's will find out about Sarah's music Mm. and fans of Hannah's will find out about mine it's just yeah that's the idea yeah Yeah. it's super cool but it's also interesting the way that it plays into waking up as Mm. well and the ideas behind waking up too yeah yeah Yeah, Um, totally yeah yeah so it's you Hannah McKittrick Ruby Gill and Mm -hmm. Sarah Levins yeah at the Gasometer upstairs mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Yeah. Super exciting. Yeah. Um, but speaking about these amazing people that you are going to be playing with at the show, you actually chose another song for us to spin mm. by Hannah McKittrick. It's Big Plan. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about why you wanted to play this song for us. Um, it's it's just a great it's just a great song. I just really <laughs> love it. I I love the I love the chords. Um, obviously, yeah, Hannah's vocals are just incredible. Um, she's such a, like, agile vocalist. Like, she just does these kind of amazing runs and you go like, oh, my God, did she really just do that? Because it also comes out so naturally. Mm. Um, but I think th- this sort of feels like one of the more stripped-back tracks on her recent album and you really get to hear her voice clearly and... Her, her sort of beautiful way of saying words and just, yeah, she's such got such a command of how she's expressing herself through her voice. Um, and, yeah, I really love the chords as well, <laughs> which is such a I'm, a... I'm a big chord person. I've always been a big chord person. That's kind of what I latch on to in a song, almost over, like, melody. Interesting. Um, and yeah, we're doing a version of this song on Wednesday as well with some strings, which is Ooh. exciting. Um, yeah, 
whipped up a little arrangement for it, which was just a sick opportunity to be able to do that with such a beautiful song. Um, I always kind of imagined that it would be like cool with a string arrangement on it. So Mm. yeah, I guess if you're coming to the show on Wednesday, you can hear the original version then hear what we've done with it reimagined version reimagined yeah, yeah. that's it <laughs> i love it that's so cool mm. yeah if you are interested in finding out more about the show mm. and also to stay up to date with the release of the second half of dawn yes um you can head to jerome socials at sound by jerome for mm-hmm. all of the info highly recommend it yeah <laughs> jerome Thank you so much for coming back to The Hoist. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Andy. This is awesome. Yeah. We are going to spin one more track for you. This is Big Plan by Hannah McKittrick, and you're listening to Sin. Stay tuned for Harry, Jack and Veronica. They're going to be back shortly with more great local music for you on your Monday evening.